Hello and welcome to episode 93 of the Massive Attack Podcast. I'm Mitch and with me is Joe. How are you? I'm very well. Tired? Excellent. Tired. Well. I'm buzzing, can't you tell? Yes. I'm going to crash very, very fucking quickly, mm. I can tell you now. Yes. Yes, tired. Why, why are you tired? Well, what have you been a- doing over this long weekend that we've just had? We've had a very big weekend. Mm-hmm. We had Continuum Convention 14. Yes. And we DJed. And Let me we, say we, the usual, I danced, you DJ. Well, you told me a couple of songs to play and I left you in charge of pushing buttons while I went to the toilet and a couple of times. you got back in time. You're a very mm. quick toilet taker. I like it. Yeah. I did have to dance of shame for you a few times because you cleared the dance floor. It was nice and full and I was like, I'm going to be self-indulgent. I was like, yes, yes, you were. <laughs> yeah. Something different this year. I decided that I would be able to drink and DJ at the same time because previous years I haven't drunk while mm. I've been DJing and I think I'm confident enough now to be able to drink and have fun and still DJ. Okay. So yes, it was fun. Excellent. I'm still bemused by the songs that go well and the songs that don't go well. Yeah. I think Shake It Off by Taylor Swift was still probably the most popular song. I miss that because I was at the bar Mm. and I got accosted by Doctor Strange. Yes. And she would not stop talking at me. I got two drinks in my hand. What does that tell you? Either I'm an alcoholic (laughs) or there is someone waiting for a drink. Yes. And she's talking to him. And then she's showing me photos of her dogs. Well, not dogs, paintings of her dogs that she did because she was a graphic artist and she did the cover of Mao's Last Dancer. So yeah. it's not like she's a nobody, this Doctor Strange, but she kept touching up her moustache and showing me paintings of her dogs. And I'm like, I have to get drinks away. So I missed Shake It Off. But anyway. Oh, well. Yeah, I think that was probably the most popular song. Yeah. Love Shack always goes off. Mm-hmm. Mm, strangely, Girls Just Want to Have Fun didn't really go mm. well. Mm. But early on, I got to be a little bit self-indulgent before people were starting to dance, and I yes. did manage to play that Spark song from the Valley Girl soundtrack. That we talked about last episode. Yeah, I love that so much now. And then as the night wore on and the regulars were the only people left on the dance floor, we were just playing whatever we wanted to play, so it was good. And that one regular. Mm. There's this, I think we've talked about it in the past. But yeah, we this, have. Yeah. This old lady. Like, we're talking old. Yes. Really old. Because we are old, but this lady is older than us. 70? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> more. No, I don't, oh, I don't know. She's she, old. She might just be 35 and she might have just had a really hard life. Maybe, but she goes off. Mm. And she'll give a song a go too because there's times when we get a little self-indulgent. We play a song like Mindless Self-Indulgence. We did, yeah. And people will sort of go, I don't know this, I'm getting off the desk for. And they get off very quickly. Yeah. Other people are like, mm, no, nah, and walk off. She's, she'll wait. It's like, no, I might know it. I might know it. Yep. I, no, I don't know it. Mm. And then she walks very slowly off stage because she's old. Mm. She did ask for a request, actually. She got me to play the firm Star Trekking. Apparently every year. Mm. Mm. Yes, every year. Mm. Not hot, hot, hot. No, that was someone else. And despite the fact that she said, I'd like to hear Hot, 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 and I said, is it Hot, Hot, Hot by Buster Poindexter? She was like, no, Hot, Hot, Hot. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know any other version, so I'm just going to play Buster Poindexter. But she was happy. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Someone else asked for Savage Garden. That went pretty well. It did go well. Mm. Big Star Wars fan. Really? Yeah. Massive Star Wars fan. Is he? Mm. There you go. Which one? The Darren? One that, yeah, Darren. Darren? The one, the one that people care about. Not the one that's married to the chick from High Five. No. No. Not that one. Yeah. Hugely sexist. That was me saying the chick from High Five. Yeah. Kathleen De Leon, I should say. There you go. She's got a name. She Not does. like Jesse's girl. No. Anyway, but yes, we did the DJing. We yeah. drank a lot of alcohol. I drank a fair bit. I can remember falling asleep in the Uber on the way home and getting home at four o'clock. I fell asleep in my friend's hotel room. Mm. After thank God they got pizza. Yeah. Because I didn't. Did we ate. No, we did eat. No, we did I offered before. you chips. No, Subway was the second day. I oh, offered you it? chips at McDonald's. Oh, geez, on the I Saturday didn't night. Eat. That you was didn't. the mistake. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because those four franchises really would have made a difference. But yes, thank God they got pizza at like two in the morning or whatever it was and mm. made me eat. And then I crashed. 
But then, it yes. could have been a lot worse. Well, like I say, I, I ended up texting at home at some point when I woke up, and thank God my wife took the kids away, and I had the house to myself, and I could just do nothing. Mm. Well, then the ah, Sunday too night, old for this shit. we were a little bit more in control, and we had a- Really? I think so. You were? Oh, yes. <laughs> but I was driving the second night, and I, I kind of wish I didn't now, because <laughs> I was like, yes, I've drunk enough on Saturday night. I'll stay sober on the Sunday night so we can do our panel. We did the trailer panel. We, apparently, people who are at sci-fi and fantasy conventions don't understand technology and don't know how to like go to YouTube and look at trailers. So we have to collate them for them and show them. Hmm. Anyway. But there was a couple of trailers that got a pretty good reaction. Yeah. I think there was some trailers that people hadn't seen. A lot of people seemed quite excited when we showed the How to Train Your Dragon 3 trailer. But Which then, does look pretty damn good. Yeah, and it just dropped, what, two or three days ago. So, yeah. Yeah. But then after that, we decided we would go and check out the karaoke. Yeah. And that's when I thought to myself, I really wish I wasn't driving because I needed to be drunk for that karaoke room. I tried. Well, you definitely tried. I think you had five in about an hour, didn't you? Yeah, I bought three at a time at one point. Yeah. Well, the bar was closing. It didn't help. No. And then we went to the most hipster bar in Melbourne. Yeah, pretty hip. Mm. It was all right. Yeah. Girl smiled at me. That was nice. A couple good of dudes smiled at me. Well, it's good for the ego. Yeah. I had a guy impressed the fact that I was wearing a Harrington jacket because he was wearing a Harrington jacket. Harrington twins. Mm. Nice. Speaking of things that are ironic, though, when we were at that karaoke, I was wearing my Progress Wrestling British Strong Style t-shirt. bizarre. And I was thinking, no one's going to know what this t-shirt is. And there was another dude there in a room full of women. Like, we were probably, what, four dudes in the room? Yes. I'm like, and there was another dude wearing a Tony Storm t-shirt. And I was like, that's bizarre. Did you what, talk to what him? What are the odds? No, I didn't you get a chance to talk to him. to him. I was going to go and talk to him, but then they left very quickly. But yeah, could have been friends for life. We could have been. But no, that was our experience on the weekend. Yep. And again, I think it was about four o'clock when we came home on Sunday, Monday was morning, it? Sunday night. Oh, no wonder I was tired. And you fell asleep in my car on the way out. Did I? <laughs> yeah, I don't did. remember that. It makes absolute sense. So, yes. I've done that before. Mm. I've fallen asleep mid-chew. <laughs> We've done the Mecca's run and I've been halfway through a fry. Woken yeah. up, continued the fry. Mm. Yeah. So it's a very big weekend. Mm. And then on the Monday, which was a public holiday here in Melbourne, I continued with my nerdiness. But I will get to that when we get to our discussion on movies. I went to the footy. Let's not talk about it. No, let's not. Mm. Mm. So should we talk about gaming? Sure. E3's so, just happened. Yeah. And Microsoft being Microsoft, they decided that they would have their own little event before E3. Because normally we're right on top of all this, but I just sort of like, ah, with Twitter and all that now, if it's important, I'll find out pretty quick. Yeah. I don't have to watch it. So we're both Microsoft fanboys, you could probably say. Yeah. So the only thing I really cared about was what Microsoft had to say. Yes. And there was a couple of announcements. There's two things I wanted to hear, because there was rumours coming out that Rocksteady were going to announce a Superman game. Mm. That's what I was excited for. Haven't heard happen. nothing, no. and any sort of Borderlands. And sort I don't of think that really no. happened either. No, 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 no. But everything they announced, bar one, was sequels and continuations. So Gears of War Five is coming out, which looks amazing. Yeah, but we haven't finished Gears of War, Gears of War Four. But so hopefully by the time it does come out, we'll so be I think finished. Next time we catch up, I think we need to play some more Gears. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And Just Cause 4, mm-hmm. and I've still got Just Cause 2 and 3 sitting on my hard drive. the Horizon played. 4, I think yes. we're up to now. With apparently 400 cars. Jesus. And it's going to be set in the UK. Oh, can you drive to Wales? You, you can probably go visit can. your home. I wonder if you can do the, uh, what is it? Le- no, I was not Le Mans, the Isle of Man. Mm-hmm. You can, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Mm. And you're probably driving on the other side of the road. Uh, I drive on whatever side <laughs> I need to. <laughs> yes. Well, that's a good thing about Forza Horizon. There's no oncoming traffic, is there? No, there's there's right. is there. No, there is. See, I haven't played enough of them. Yeah. No, there is. Mm. I got to that one in, was it Forza Horizon 2, where you're racing against the, the plane? Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't do it. And I gave up. 
Oh. And I think that's about the second race that you do. So, yes. You that's race the helicopter is the first race. Is that it? Is that as far as you go? Maybe. <laughs> no, isn't it a Mustang? You're, you're racing in a Mustang against a, what is it, a P-51 Mustang plane, I think. Mm. I don't know. I wasn't very good at it. But other than that, the other thing they mentioned was a new IP called Cyberpunk 2077. That yeah. kind of it looked, looked amazing cool. as a trailer for a movie. Yeah. I don't know what the gameplay is. And this is the thing, like, remember when Watch Dogs came out and everyone yeah. got super excited? Yeah. And no one really cared when the game actually came out because it didn't play like a like a anything could happen open world game it sort of was very structured hmm. this, well, i have no idea what this game is it just looked really cool yeah i think it's an rpg made by the same people that made the witcher games well everyone loves the witches because the guy at work he played he's playing witcher 3 i think at the moment and he's been in it forever hmm. and he's not bored and he's got so many side quests to do and he is loving every moment of it so if it's that sort of thing hmm, cool Hmm. Hopefully. But no real hardware upgrades or anything, but then I guess we are having good. the Xbox One X or whatever it is just, just now, so year, yeah. there's probably mm. no reason to mention anything else. Nope. Yeah, nothing. Spider-Man, apparently. I'm not even bothering looking. I want to play it, but I don't have a PlayStation, so mm. I can't play it, so I, I'm ignoring it. And that, yeah, I didn't really pay attention to the PlayStation because, yeah, but like you said. And I'm not, not hearing anything else. No. Like everyone's excited about The Last of Us 2, I think it is, mm. but I never played the first one. So I don't know. There's new Assassin's Creed. Who knew? But yeah, I'm not really into that franchise either. So for me, yeah, nothing's really coming out and wowing me. Hmm. Well, that's gaming news. Have you been playing anything? Uh, I tried Battleborn, I think. That was probably since I last spoke to you. Yeah. I got it for five bucks. I think we've been talking about it for a while. Mm. And it's just hit that miraculous sweet spot of $5. Yeah, because I saw it was getting down around the tens. It's like, oh, I'll pick it up because the guys who did Borderlands. Mm. And how bad can it be? And it's not that bad. Yeah. Except when you want to play it right now. Yeah. Because, all right, five bucks. It's like, oh, I can throw five dollars at a game. That's not a problem. But the thing is, this is a game that came out against Overwatch. Yeah, I think it was. And Overwatch won. Hmm. That still costs like 60 bucks. And I think the problem was as well, the local servers weren't very good for the multiplayer. So it kind of died here in Australia because the matchmaking was really I think it really died bad. all over the world. Yeah. So um, it looks like Borderlands. It doesn't have that cell shaded look. It's got a different look to it, but it's still sort of cartoony and bright. But it feels and moves like Borderlands. But yeah, when I first put it in to just give it a go, it's like, oh, no, you have to do a patch. And do you remember how many gig I said the patch was? I think was? you said it was 32 gigs. Something like that, yes. Yeah. Hmm. So needless to say, it took me a while before I actually could give the game a go. But we had a go at a couple of weeks back, and it, it, it was fine. It like, there nice. is a single-player component to the game. It's yep. very short. The idea, like Overwatch is, it's, it's an online battle, battle yeah. game. Yep. So I, I'm not interested in that at all. I, I just want, you know, if there's a single-player mode, that's the bit I want to do. So I will get back to it eventually. I just thought I'd put it in and see what it was like. But, yeah, I'm still playing Far Cry 5. But mm. I've, with school and stuff lately, I've just been not really allowing myself to game, thinking I really should do that assignment and get that stuff done. So I've only got, like, nine weeks to go. So let's just get this out of the way. Okay. But I picked up a game the other week. I haven't even played it. I haven't put it in or anything. But I picked up Battle Chasers for, like, 15 bucks. And the other reason I bought that is because I'm a really big Joe Madeira fan and he's a comic artist too. He did Battle Chasers the comic 
that's where I probably first saw him, but I found out he did X-Men before that, and he's the artist behind the Darksiders game. Yep. So I'm a big fan of his artwork. So this is all based on his art. It's an RPG. I don't normally pay RPGs, but it's like 15 bucks. Joe Madeira, I'll pick it up. Okay. And it's like, it's okay. But yeah, I'm seeing these $15 games now. But well, you're not seeing $15 Xbox 360 games. They're still sitting around, or probably around that price now. Yeah. So it's funny that Xbox One games have decided to drop that, that stupid level. It's funny, though, because we went through a stage where we were buying like $2 games mm. for the 360. Oh, right. Awesome. We yeah. picked up the club. Exactly. The club and was the Stranglehold, the John Woo game. Yes. Hmm. That was five, I think, from him. Yeah. And yeah. I think I picked up Vikings for like five bucks as well. So mm. there was some cheap games out there. But just lately, I haven't really even been playing cheap games. I've been playing just the freebie games that they give well, away for games for gold. I picked up yeah, Sonic All-Star Racing upgrade the other day. And if I didn't have the money to buy any more games, I would have enough games through the freebies yep. to be fine and very happy with what exactly. was going yeah, I played a little bit of Sonic once I downloaded it because I thought it might be something my kids might like. But I think it's probably just that little bit too high on the difficulty curve for them. Like my little one likes games where he can drive around and doesn't have to race yep. and can't fall off the tracks. And I think that's the issue with the Sonic game is that you can, on the corners, fall off the elevated yeah, tracks I, I into the water. Yeah, I that too because my son is sort of into it. We've had him play Mario Kart and he sort of gets the gist of waggling the stick around on yeah. the Wii. And this is pretty pretty much that. But yeah, you can fall off the track. I was like, yeah. no, this isn't going to work. Yeah, it's got to be a little bit before they a little bit more practice before they can get used to that. But speaking of freebies as well, they had Super Mega Baseball 2 was free last month. So yeah, I, I played a little bit of that. I didn't bother because I, I grabbed the first one. And I played the first one for a little bit, and I thought, no, I'm never going back to that. I don't need the second one. Hmm. It's not bad. And it's interesting because normally the Games for Gold titles are older titles, but this is actually a new release game that they've put straight onto Games for Gold as free for the first you know, month of its release. And now it's available for like 20 bucks or something. So it's pretty cool that if you did pick it up when you did. But it is very similar to the first one. It's just a cartoony baseball game. Mm. But you need to know, I guess, about how baseball works to know, you know, when to pitch hit, when to bunt, how yeah. to do your curveballs and stuff. And I, I don't think I know enough about baseball. But I, I have actually bought two games nope. this month. Mm. One of them was on sale from a couple of years ago called Human Fall Flat on the Xbox One. And I think it's on Steam as well. And it's a physics-based puzzle game. You puzzle love platformer. Little indie physics, don't you? I do, yeah. You do. And you are this sort of blobby looking dude and you have a button to raise your arms and a button to push things and it, you just climb over things and push buttons and push obstacles and pull obstacles and so you're raising your arms you're right yeah raise your arms in the air like you just don't care yeah all of your oh. arms oh <laughs> throw all your hands up yes but it's kind of cool and it's got cooperative two-player Mm-hmm. which not many games do on the Xbox One. So it means that if my wife and I want to have a game of it, we can. But I tried to get my kids to play it, but they, they didn't quite get the co-op. There's a few stages where you really need to be on the same page and you know, one person pushes while the other one pulls. But my kids were doing the opposite and wondering why the train carriage wasn't moving and, and stuff like that. So, And then my little one realized that if you fell off the edge of the world, you just kept falling and falling and falling. So he kept doing it over and over. But yeah. yeah. But another game I've actually bought and... Technically, it is an old game, but this is a new collection. Oh, you did buy it. Yeah, I was I'm kind of... in the notes, that's how I know. Yeah, I was toying with the idea of buying the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Edition, mm-hmm. Special Collection or whatever it's called, and eventually... I was like, should I buy it? It's 50 bucks. Do I really need it? But then they threw a deal out where they said if you bought it pre-order, 
they would give you a copy of Street Fighter 4, 4, 360, and something else, Ultimate Street Fighter 4, yep. which I still haven't received my codes for, so maybe I should follow that up. But it's basically all of the arcade Street Fighters. Arcade Fire? No, not Arcade Fire. It's not Indie Hipster. It is Street Fighter 1, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Ultra, Street Fighter 2 World Edition. All of it? With all the extras and all yeah, the characters? all the different versions. Like Sweet. it's It's quite interesting playing just Street Fighter when you've only got the nine characters nine, eight characters, whatever it is, mm. without the extras of being able to play as Balrock and Vega and you know, the bosses plus T-Hawk and that sort of stuff. But they have got that version, the Super Turbo Edition, mm-hmm. and there is also about four different incarnations of Street Fighter Three. Wow. So I was kind of excited for it. I haven't really played a lot with it since I've had it. I've gone through and I've done like one match on each each version just so to sort of see who was there and how the moves sort of play out. I do like the fact that it's got solid state memory or something they call it so you can actually leave halfway through a round and pick it up where you left it off, which is kind of cool. But it is that typical arcade collection where you've got like a normal square screen in the middle of your screen rather than being full screen and it's got down the sides replicas of the cabinet artwork oh, yep. sort of thing. But I'll probably get a little bit of use out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll get $50 worth out, but you never know. You bought digitally? Yeah. Uh, I think it is only digital. Yeah. Uh, maybe it is a disc uh, version. I think it's got a, console. Yeah. I think it's got a disc. Hmm. Anyway. But yeah, that, that's my new release game purchase for the year. Cool. But other than that, that's my gaming. Right. Have you been Stick watching? the small box. Yeah. And the television. What have uh, you been watching? Well, Netflix has been getting a bit of a workout at my place. I have been watching a lot of true crime on Netflix. Yeah. A new series just dropped recently called Evil Genius, which was a four-part docu-series about... Is that the dude with the bomb around his neck? Yeah. It was about this dude about that it. was a pizza delivery man. Yeah, that I, I've robbed. heard the story on last podcast. I haven't actually watched the series. Hmm. The series yeah. It was quite interesting because, yeah, there's this dude that was a pizza delivery man who walked into a bank in some rural place in America and said I've got a bomb, I'm here to rob you. And without going too spoilery, the whole series is then revolving around the people that put the bomb on his neck and is he involved? Is he part of the plot or was he just innocent victim? But it's very interesting. It was good? Yeah. And it was four parts, so they're all sort of 45 minutes an hour each, so it was quite an easy watch. I managed to watch it all in one night, which was really good. And then at the end of it, you know how Netflix does that, because you watch this, mm-hmm. you might like this. Yeah. It gave me Making a Murderer. Ah. And because I'm new to Netflix, I never jumped on board with Making a Murderer back when it first came out. So I'm now almost finished watching that. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. And and that is your typical Makes documentary where it's like, uh, whose side are you on? Who are they swaying it to? Well, there's a, definitely a bias there. You oh, watch it it going, there is a bias here. And mm. you're looking at it going, it's just not fair. No. It's just, just not fair. But Yeah. You're going to take your bias out and say, maybe, but it's just not fair. No. And they've really picked on a guy who wasn't clever enough to know that he was getting screwed over. Oh, God, no. Either the nephew. Well, the the nephew and Steve Avery himself. Because the nephew just wanted to make sure he was out of prison in time to watch WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. And before I watched it, that was the only thing I knew about the whole (laughs) show. It was like, I'm waiting for the WrestleMania line. Mm. But bits of that, you can tell where the filmmakers are heading. Mm. And it's creatively edited, I think, because there's one scene where they're talking to his parents and his dad hasn't got a beard. And then they cut to another clip and his dad's got a full beard. And it's like, hang on, they filmed this in a different order sort of thing. Mm. Or maybe he's just one of those Minnesota men that can grow a beard in a day. So who knows? Was it Minnesota? Wisconsin. Anyway, somewhere. I, I think it's very close to Canada. They have very much almost Canadian accents. 
Okay. Mm. Like yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. Mm-hmm. And I did watch another thing, not on Netflix, but I'm a big fan of the musical Jesus Christ Superstar. I'll go back a few years to our... Um, oh, no, we didn't do it for the Christmas specials, did we? No, we did ACD, ACBC. Yeah, but we did do Christmas. Jesus Christ Superstar. We did, yeah. With Godspell. Mm. And hair as well. Mm. But there is a new version of Jesus Christ Superstar that was on TV in the States earlier this year that is basically a recording of a live performance Mm -hmm. with John Legend playing Jesus and Alice Cooper playing King Herod. Mm -hmm. Um, The singer Sarah Barry Alice, the one that sang that Brave song a couple of years back. She plays Mary Magdalene. And the guy that played Judas was a guy called Brandon Victor Dixon. Oh, the Dexter. Who apparently was one of the main roles in Hamilton when it was on Broadway. Uh, so it is mainly an African-American cast with a few white guys thrown in here and there. Asking uh, Jesus. Yeah. But that's not what it, oh, Hang on. Hmm. That's, well, that's, the, that's ridiculously accurate. In the original movie, Judas was played by, what's his name? Carl someone? Carl Anderson? Carl Stefanovic? Not Carl Weathers was what I was thinking. Oh, but that would have been awesome. Yeah. But Judas was really good. I'm a huge fan of Jesus Christ Superstar, so I really enjoyed it. And just the fact that it was filmed in front of a live studio audience. Like Family Ties. Yeah. And the set design was really good. The acting was quite good. And Alice Cooper's King Herod was something to see. Okay. So yes, I really enjoyed that. Excellent. And one thing, again, I will mention as well, something that I think we've both watched on Netflix, and that is The Toys That Made Us Season 2. Well, I've seen two of the episodes. Not the f- not four. No, so they've they've dropped the second series, which is four episodes. So I think it's the part two of season one. Yeah, but yes, yeah. So they covered in this run Transformers, Lego, Star Trek, and Hello Kitty. Yes, yeah, so I've only watched Hello Kitty. I watched that first because if I didn't watch it first, I would never have gotten to it. Mm-hmm. And that was a fascinating just look at Japan and a culture of cuteness and kawaii is, is the term yeah. but yeah i mean forget hello kitty as a character because it isn't really one it's it's a brand yeah and it's amazing and and that was fascinating for what that was like i have no interest in buying one but wow just just wow it really it was it was an example of just how marketing works well yes because it is everywhere on hello kitty yep. and it just started from little beginnings and just so yeah that was fascinating and yeah. i watched um star trek last night so that was funny, just watching some of the crappy early Star Trek toys, which were just whatever toys they had. Let's slap a Star Trek name on the front. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. there was a lot of stuff in that Star Trek one I didn't know. Like, I, I don't really know the Migos. I know they exist, but I don't know what, what they were and which characters they released or anything like that. Yeah. I'm and, just pointing at my Shazam figure in Mego style, just over my shoulder. Yeah, but I do remember my housemate back in the 90s was a big fan of Next Generation, and he had a, some of the Next Gen toys sitting on top of our tally. Mm. And they weren't bad figures, I guess. They're not like anything like you know Star Wars in popularity, but they were they were pretty cool. They were pretty huge hmm. for the time. But yeah, the, the fact that they would just get any game or any toy that was vaguely space related and just sort of slap that like there was literally a hat or a helmet a plastic helmet with a flashing light on top yeah as bad as that sounds that's exactly what it was and the word spock written across the top i I think it was like a imitation police helmet or something because it had like the riot shields that you can pull down over your face and and spock written across for whatever reason but yeah i mean hilarious in that way so yeah it was that that was kind of cool so i haven't watched the the lego but you said it's pretty much listen to our episode on Lego and you'll get the gist the same sort of story. Yeah, so I think when we did our episode of our A to Z's when we did L for Lego last year, we watched a couple of Lego documentaries mm-hmm. and most of the information that we 
got in those documentaries is what they talk about in the Toys and They talk about stealing? They did. Oh, good. Yeah. And they talk about how his factory burnt down and they talk about pretty much a lot of the stuff that we talked about. Okay. So I don't need to watch that one, people. No. And Transformers, I'm saving to the end because I'm looking forward to that. Well, again, the Transformers one. But we talked about that as well. We did. Yes. A to Z's. We're just ahead of the game. We are. There was a few things in We talked about Voltron, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Then we got to that, yeah. No. Hopefully when they do talk about Voltron, they know more than we did when we did. Yeah, because we didn't Voltron. know jack shit about it. Hmm. But in the Transformers one, there, there was a lot of the backstory about how they took the idea from the Japanese toys. Yep. But there was a couple of really good bits, interviews with Peter Cullen that I really enjoyed. Oh, and The old. Talk, he, yeah, not as old as I thought he would be. Oh, okay. And he really doesn't look like how I expected him to look either. Like, I thought a debonair man with a moustache and a cravat. That's yes. what I expect. Hmm. Is he? Yeah, he is. Seriously? I don't is know if he cravat? had a cravat, oh. but he was a debonair man with sort of slick back hair and a, and a little pencil moustache. Oh, perfect. Hmm. But what a voice. Hmm. Like Transformers would be nothing if it wasn't for Peter Cullen. Correct. Hmm. Or Eeyore. It would be nothing without Peter Cullen either. <laughs> Yeah, and other than that, I have watched one other thing on Netflix because all this serious stuff, I decided that maybe I should watch something that's a bit of fluff. Yes. And I think you mentioned to me it was also on free-to-air telly here in Australia a little mm-hmm. while ago. But no, they, we were talking two weeks ago. Okay. Mm. But yeah, they were shilling an English show called 100% Hotter. Yeah, I did manage to get sucked into watching some of that on free-to-air. Yeah, yeah, me too. And the premise of that is it's a stylist, a hairdresser, and a makeup artist mm-hmm. and they get people who dress very badly and but OTT I suppose you saw. Oh definitely. Yeah, they're not it's not like they they got no style. They they overdo it. If, yeah, if they they have very specific styles. Yes. A lot of goths. The one I saw there was a girl who she was like a unicorn or something she called herself and she was rainbow like her hair was rainbow colored and she wore platform shoes and just all this makeup and everything. Um, another girl was like super addicted to fake tan. Yeah. And what they do is they basically pair them back. It's yeah. like Stong Marry Avoid. It's pretty much the same sort of show, but with the queer eye element of you got someone coming in saying, "How about we do this, this, and this?" But it's it's less personal story. They sort of give them a bit of a challenge to sort of open their eyes to what they're doing. Yeah. Like the girl I saw who had who loved the fake tan and get her boobs out. Not her boobs. She's just like low cut. Yeah. You know. And they go, "How much fake tan do you put on?" It's like, "Oh, probably about four coats." And she goes through eighty pounds a month of fake tan or yeah. something. And they gave her like a, do- a couple of doors to stain with a paintbrush and the fake tan. And it's like this is how much you're putting on you, and yep. sort of like to represent how much fake tan she's putting on. It's you're over the top. And they sort of just do the hair, subtle, break it all down, give them a new Lisa clothes, and they look fine. Hmm. But and before they looked extreme. They do, and they call it a make under rather than a make over mm. because they're making them look. A bit more normal. And the makeup artist is hot. Hairdresser's kind of hot too. He is. <laughs> He's an Aussie. It's sort of weird. Yeah, a strange accent for the Aussie. And pouty mouth. Hmm. It's like, dude, just lay off the collagen. You, you look silly. But each episode they have two contestants. Contestants? Well, I don't know what you'd call them. Victims. Victim. Two people. But so far I've watched four episodes mm. and they've only had one person that wasn't impressed with the way they've changed them into a normal looking person. Mm. And yeah. I mean, the girl who like did the rainbow hair, she was going through like 80 pounds of dye yeah. a week or It's just month. crazy. I was just like, Jesus. Okay. I'm, there was one dude that they and had. And it's like it. she wanted to get a job. It's like, how are you paying 80 quid? Mm. If you're unemployed. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they had one dude on that was a hairdresser and he had so much hairspray in his hair that they stood him in front of this huge wind machine and put it on gale force and his hair didn't move. <laughs> gale force? Gale force. <laughs> and I, I think he probably was gay force, but you know that's his own prerogative. He was getting about in these little leather hot pants and a, a mesh singlet. Totally straight. Anyway, but yeah, a, a bit of trash TV and 
it's just something I that I, I can watch. I did get stuck watching. I think yeah. they put two episodes back to back and I, I did watch them both. Yeah. I've been watching a little bit of Netflix too. Have you? Because the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt dropped. And that's yeah. the thing with Netflix. Sometimes if you don't pay attention, things just arrive. Yeah. And I love that show. And I watched it and I just kept watching because that's what you can do. And then I got to the end of the sixth episode and there was no more. I'm like, but but, but I'm not finished yet. That's true. Why are you not there? Oh, I love it. It's awesome, that show. How many series are they up to now? This is the third. And I dare say it's half of the third. So yeah. I think... It's been cancelled, so I don't know who cancels it. Netflix, I guess. So there is a, another half season or whatever coming, and I think that's it. But hmm. there is talk that there'll be a movie. Okay. So okay. Don't know if I need a movie, but I would like more serious because it's funny. Hmm. I need more Titus Andromedon in my life. I've only seen bits that you've showed me. I've never actually gone back and watched episodes, so hmm. maybe that should be something I should add to my queue. If you got the time, it's well hmm. worth it. Well, speaking of things that are dropping, they have mentioned that a new season of Queer Eye will be coming up just this very weekend. But I'm not sure if that's going to be dropping all in one hit or whether that's going to be episodic. I don't know. I hope it's, I hope it's episodic. Yeah. I want to experience it slowly. I think Joel McHale show is coming back in July with another chunk of episodes as well. I watched one the other day and I was sort of like, yeah. And I easily walked out of the room while it was on. I didn't pause yeah. it. I, it, just, it was the first few episodes I was just must-see TV now. It's like, oh yeah, new episode of Joel. Yeah. And How I, quick it became sort of throwaway. And I think he has the problem that a lot of US shows do where they took the gag too far. They had the laugh and they didn't know when to end it. Yeah. Because they get their special guests on and they're not funny. No. Yeah. But anyway, apparently, yeah, yeah, that's coming back in early July. So, yeah. But that's my TV watching. All right. So we've got the big screen. We do. Mm. Or a little screen first. One DVDs or... Yeah, let's talk a little first. All right. Have you watched anything at home? Not that I can remember. Okay. Well, I went on a holiday with my family just Mm -hmm. recently, and the place we were staying for a couple of days had unlimited DVD hire, and my kids decided that they would raid the DVD cabinet and watch some stuff. First night, we watched Pixels for the second time. Okay. And as it turns out, I've now found out this is about the fifth time my kids have watched it because it is on Netflix as well. Uh And a couple of times when I've been out, they've watched Pixels. Not that I think it is completely appropriate for a seven-year-old and an 11-year-old because there is a few scenes in it that probably are aimed at a little higher audience, Mm -hmm. especially when Peter Dinklage's character is asking for a sandwich between Martha Stewart and Serena Williams and not in a cooking, eating type sandwich. But yeah, for some reason, my kids love it. They they really get a kick out of the old video game sort of-ness to it. Pac-Man and Galaga because they have played Pac-Man and Galaga. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they understand all of the references because we haven't played Cuba. Did they pay 20 cents to go to the pinnies to play it? No, they've just played emulators on my PC or versions on the Xbox. They haven't really played it. So yeah, they, they started well with Pixels and then it, it kind of went a little bit downhill with their DVD watching after that. My youngest decided that he wanted to watch the second of the new versions of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. And oh. I watched a little bit of that but I ended up falling asleep. Mm-hmm. But that was the one, I can't remember what the colon extra bit into the shadow or something yep, shadows. Something like that. But it's the, the one with, it's the one with Bebop and Rocksteady. Uh-huh, Seamus. And I must say, Bebop and Rocksteady were pretty good but I think think for an action movie there just wasn't enough action to keep it going yeah that's not good and i really don't like what they've done with the design of the turtles so yeah I'm not going to get into the design of what they've changed for the cartoons because I know that's upset a lot of people too. But it just wasn't my turtles. But then after that, we watched another DVD, another old one, and that was Agent Cody Banks starring the kid from Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, Yep, that guy. Yeah. Jonathan Muntz, no? Yes, I think that's his name. Something Muntz. 
Yeah. And that, that was a weird film. It was basically a kid who was a secret agent trying to get friendly with Hilary Duff because her dad was a scientist that was... friendly with Hilary Duff. Yeah. But yeah, her dad was a scientist who was doing some dodgy deals oh. played by... Actually, no, I can't remember who played the dad, but the person he was doing the dodgy deals with was Ian McShane. Oh. And he didn't say cocksucker oh, once, so it was it. a bit disappointing. And Keith David was like the CIA boss. Keith David or David Keith? Keith David, David I think. Keith? David Keith. Keith I David? I always confuse him. Yeah, you do. And now, you, now you're putting that seed <laughs> of doubt in my head. So, But for a kid's film, it wasn't bad. There was a couple of scenes that I thought were pretty well done. Yeah. There was a, a karate fight well, in front a of the sequel. pool. Yeah, there is a sequel, but we didn't get around to watching the sequel, unfortunately. But. Hmm. That's my DVD watching. Yeah. I've also watched a couple of other kids' films at home. I got Ooh. to see Ferdinand now that it is out on DVD. John Cena, he has a couple of wrestling connections here. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I was expecting more. Like what? Well, I don't know. I just don't know what I was expecting. It's based on like some book from 1930s. Yeah. And it's basically the story of a bull who doesn't want to become a bullfighter. What's that? You don't know the book? I, I know of the book. I've oh. never read the book. That's the one I've read. I've only read like eight books in my life. That's mm. one of them. But yeah, it, it was okay. The animation wasn't spectacular. It's by Blue Sky, I think it is animation that did yep. who does Ice Age. And and, all that. Yep. Yeah, so it's, they're not top tier animation. I think they're probably Pretty high. Well, if you go DreamWorks, Pixar, Dreamworks. Pixar I think Blue Sky's probably third. Yeah, I don't know. I think Illumination or whatever it is that do the, mm. the Minions movies, I'd probably put higher. Mm. Anyway, it, it was all right. It kept my attention, but it didn't like blow me away. Yep. My seven-year-old loved it, so I guess he's the target audience. For, yes. But it started well, but then it kind of went on a bit too long. Okay. There was a couple of nice action pieces in it. So yes. Cool. And another thing that another thing I've watched at home before we get into movies, because yep. one of them we have both seen. But getting back to Netflix, I watched a documentary called Making Fun, the Funko story. I'm in keen to see this. Hmm. And again, that was pretty good in concept, but I think the delivery wasn't that great. And it did seem to drag on a little bit. By the end it just seemed to be like an hour and a half endorsement for how good Funko is. Okay. But I'm just looking at my Funkos on my shelf right now. Hmm. They are pretty good. The first sort of half of the film is about how they came about and how they went from making bobbleheads to making the pop finals and then Damn I got a lot of Funkos. How You've got a lot more than happen? me. I've I've got about a dozen, I think if I'm no half a dozen if I'm lucky. I've got half a dozen Supermans. Yeah. More. Something I did find quite interesting, though, is the fact that pretty much the whole company is run by white men, yeah. and there's like only one woman in the whole movie that's part of the Funko team. Mm-hmm. So yes, there, there's not a lot of diversity going on in Funko. But I guess if, if you're a big Funko fan, you would like the idea that they talk about how they got their first proper endorsement to do the rights to something, and then from there, people realised that they were a legit company, and then they managed to get rights for everything. pretty much everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think there is any name item that Funko haven't made a version of. Oh, there is, but we is keep, there? Well, you keep we keep joking on my other podcast, going, oh, just when you think there isn't something they haven't done, here's what's coming out next month. Okay, like when the Golden Girls came out, it's like, of course. Yeah. Of course they are, but we never thought of that one. Yeah. You know, so they haven't done Facts of Life yet. It yeah. doesn't mean they won't. No. Where's Webster? You know, hmm. it'll I happen. I don't think there's a different strokes one either, so no. maybe not. But there's no MASH or anything yet, but yet. there will be. Eventually, there but, will be. Yeah. The, as far as what I was expecting, I think I was expecting more of a this is how we come up with our ideas rather than a hey, I'm a celebrity and this is my Funko and I'm really cool and this is how I got into collecting and stuff. Yeah. There, there's a cool wrestling crossover with Zack Ryder. 
mm-hmm. talking about how when he was a kid he used to collect LJNs and Hasbros and that sort of stuff and he shows off his toy room which is just wall-to-wall wrestling figures nice. and then he's like oh and this is my Funko collection and he's got them all out of their packets <gasps> and they're all on little shelves and with flashing lights over them and stuff but cool. yeah that was kind of cool all right. So that's older movies. Yeah. Let's jump into the two of the big new releases. All right. You can start with yours first and then we'll talk the one okay. we've both seen. I saw Deadpool 2. Yeah. Which is great. Shall I say, holy shit balls? <laughs> which is one of the songs on the soundtrack. And it's really good because you're watching it. It's a... It's an operatic thing. It's this operatic, these battles going on. And after a while you think, hang on, are they saying what I think they're saying? It's, Holy shit balls. It's like, you know, O Fortuna by Orf or something. Okay. Like it's great. It's more of the same. You know, in my new enlightened state of being not being a social justice warrior or anything like that, but, you know, just seeing the way of the world, you look mm-hmm. at it, there are problems with it, but it's it's okay in that way, it's sort of like it's unfortunate. I got a friend who's really into this sort of stuff, and she's like, "Is my new problematic favorite problematic favorite movie?" Because there's things that they do in it. Going, did you have to do that? Because it's so good. Otherwise, okay. um, it's a lot of fun. It's funny. It's more of the same that you used to. They bought cable in. They bought in X Force. What they do with that? Some of the cameos are great. I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's it's just great. I love that this exists. I would like to see more, but I don't want too much. Okay. Because it could ruin. Yeah. Because that's the thing. I mean, there was no real shocks in this with where they went. You sort of repeated one joke from the first one, but they took it to 11. You know, little things like that. So it's great that this exists in its own little world. I don't want other movies to be making, well, let's go make our version of Deadpool because it would just cheapen everything. Okay. But yeah, no, really good. I really enjoyed it. So not R-rated just for the sake of being R-rated. They really make the most of it? Oh, just the swearing. Yeah. Cable really likes the C word. Just is. I mean, it's violent. You know, it's, 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 it's a Deadpool movie. Okay. You know, it's it's just fun. And I forget his name now, but the kid that these, you know, Deadpool's trying to save in the end. Yeah. He's Dennis, I think it is. He's from the Hunt for the Wild People. He's a young Maori kid. Okay. And he's it's just, I mean, for us, we know. It's like this is the year of Korg and this kid. You know, yeah. It's just the Maori's just being Maori, very similar to a Rebel Wilson sort of thing where it's got that dry delivery. Yeah. It's that Aussie delivery. It's just. For us, it's funny because it's familiar, but for the Yanks, it must be funny because it's unique. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Well, that's cool. Mm. Yes. And the other movie that I'm sure every nerd on the planet has probably seen by now. No. Really? Not. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, we're talking about Solo, a Star Wars story. Yes. And initially, I didn't rush out and see it on opening night like you did. I did, yes. But I had a little bit of time over the long weekend, and I was thinking, well, maybe I should see it while it's still at the cinema. And I had heard some mixed reviews of it. Mm-hmm. But I was mainly hearing bad reviews from non-Star Wars reviewers, so your, your typical movie reviewer didn't seem to be enjoying it. But mm. most of the Star Wars people I listen to... Uh, nope. Star Wars know. ones are the ones I hate the most. Really? Because mm-hmm. hmm. they're the people... These are also the Star Wars people that don't want The Last Jedi to exist. No. They're all, I don't want this. I don't want girls in my movies. I don't want this. This is a movie for you, you idiots. It's a guy-led film set in the original universe. It's fine. This is exactly the movie you wanted that you got you so fucking battered about your Last Jedi, and you're the one making it terrible. So therefore, congratulations, the least performing Star Wars movie ever is the one starring Han Solo being led by a mostly male cast and a white cast. That's the one that's underperforming, so congratulations. We're going to get more people of colour and women-led Star Wars films. So, well done. I don't care personally. Give me any. I don't care. But you're the dickheads because they're the ones complaining. They're the ones saying, oh, I don't want this film. It's like, well, hmm. well done. Well, well done. Saying that it's a, a male-led film, yes, it is. It does have females in quite 
major supporting roles. And they fridge her pretty quick. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. They've got that female droid, which I think a lot of people are butthurt about. Yeah, I heard someone complaining about him the other day. I, was like, mm. I thought she was fun. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really good character. Yeah. You've obviously got Lando. Yep. So he is a man of colour, and he has quite a main role in the movie. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I thought it was a really good adventure. Like, I did not care. When they announced this movie was being made, it's like, I do not care about the young adventures of Han Solo. See, I do, because I've don't. read all the side novels and all that sort of stuff. But I didn't need to see it. And without Harrison Ford, I didn't care. And then that first trailer came out, and I was like, actually, that looks good. Yeah. Like, it looks nice. I want to see the visuals to this thing. Just this, you know, the Star Destroyer coming through the clouds. Mm. In the, and it's like, that looks good. So, it actually got me excited. The trailer got me in going, all right, this is this is kind of cool. I'll, 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 I do want to see this, and I did see it opening night. I was kind of the opposite. I, I didn't want to rush out and see it straight away. But then as I was starting to hear people that I respect saying that they really liked it, I thought, well, maybe I, I should see it. So, yes, Monday afternoon on the public holiday – my wife and my seven-year-old went. We went to Gold Class up at Epping, which was oh, nice. Yes. And Gold Class at Epping That's is I saw it too. the same price as where you pay normal for a normal cinema anywhere else. Yeah, I actually went cheap. I went premium. Oh, did you see? We, went, only 15. we wanted to go the Gold Class so we could get food. Huh. I had the beef sliders, which were quite nice. A little bit sloppy. A bit I, too much sauce. I just love me popcorn. Give me me chock top. Yeah, you're not no a big one, fan No one of... needs anything more than that. I see you can get pizzas and nachos now. That's not movie food. Well, we talked about this a little while ago, how I went to the Northland cinemas and they had the pizzas there and I was like, what idiot's going to eat pizza in a movies? And then about a month afterwards, I had a pizza in a movie and I was like, wow, this is the best thing ever. Uh, but yeah, without I'm going, traditionalist. Without going too much spoilery into the plot of Star Wars, I thought, other than a couple of the characters, I thought it was really well done. And something that I had a, a big issue with with Last Jedi was the fact that they had name actors who are famous for other stuff in their new Star Wars roles. And I had trouble mm-hmm. sort of differentiating them from who they are in the real world yep. or in other movies, especially Laura Dern. Like I had a real issue trying to take Laura Dern out from being Jurassic Park Laura Dern mm. and seeing her as like the commander. Whereas in this one... She was Diane from Twin Peaks. Well, exactly. Or she was, you know, Sailor from from uh, Wild at Heart. Yeah. Sailor Lulu. Lulu. Lulu from Wild at Heart. Mm. Yeah. But in this one, obviously Donald Glover to me is just community. Yeah. Or Childish Gambino. Because this is America. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, is Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson fan, but these last few roles he's starting to win me over. Yeah, I thought Amelia Clark was really good. Really? Yeah, I. You know, how much Game of Thrones do you watch though? All of it. Okay, but I thought she was similar to her Game of Thrones character, but enough. She just felt like she was yeah. in a normal movie. There was sort of a there's a gravitas to a Star Wars film. Yeah, and she sort of has that as Khaleesi, but she just sort of could have been in any film in this. It just didn't feel like, and a lot of her costuming didn't feel spacey and out there. It just sort of felt a bit grounded, and it was just like, yeah, eh, I, don't, I know. don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if it needed to be overly spacey. It I was, don't know. Yeah. I, I, that's why I'm torn. I'm not sure about yeah. this film. I really enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. It was fun. It was a romp. It was good. And I went out and I left and I got. Hmm. And that's the thing. Star Wars doesn't feel as special to me anymore. Hmm. It's what? still fun, but with every movie we get, the originals just seem further away. Yeah. Like, they're just, they're not, oh, well, I'm getting a new one every year. Okay. It's it's not special. It's, it's 
to me, though, I thought there was enough nods to the original trilogies. Lots of them. The, yeah, there like, there's is, things yeah. I didn't pick up on. I was talking with the geek dudes and they were picking up on some PlayStation 1 game okay. they made a reference to. I was like, what? And it's like, it's this terrible, like, you know, Soul Calibur ripoff fighting game with Star Wars characters called this. And they yeah. made a reference to that. So okay. Jesus, all right, that's a I deep cut. Didn't I didn't either. pick yeah. up on it. But so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of fan service and not in a bad way. It's yeah. not like it's over the top. I mean, there was a few things where it's like they had to do the castle run. No, they didn't. Hmm. You know, they had to get Helhan and Chewie met. You could have just started See, with them being friends. I, I really enjoyed that. I didn't mind it, but I didn't need it. And the castle run, I didn't need. I liked, you know, they play sort of play with it. Boilers, I'm going in. The fact that Han fucking started the revolution. No, or, yes. The I rebellion, he shit. funded it. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, can't he just be a rebel, um, yeah. a, a smuggler, and yeah. just be done with it? That was a bit, eh. And if you're showing these in order now, you know, oh, Han will come back. Why? Because that's what he does. He's a good guy. Yeah. And then you go watch Star Wars, you know, The New Hope. He's going to come back because that's what he does. He's a good guy. You know, it's sort of those sort of things are just sort of like, do we need? Okay, fine. All right, fine. That's They're, why it's not becoming as special anymore yeah. because the, the more they go and explain stuff, the more it's like, okay. Hmm. Getting back to the characters, though, I thought Paul Bethany was really good as the sort of leader of the bad smuggler type group. What, the, the fact they had him for a few days and they filmed in one room? And yeah, I didn't notice that at the time. But uh, yeah, no. it's like, hang on. Yeah, because apparently it was a CG character or, or whatever. Whoever it was originally, they couldn't get back for the reshoots because it was pretty much Ron Howard refilmed 70% of this thing. Okay. So, yeah, they got Paul Bettany in for that role. And it's like, yeah, someone pointed out. I was like, no, he doesn't leave that room, does he? But I thought he was really good. And being the fact that it was Ron Howard directed, you'd be impressed with the fact Clint that his Howard brother was, was in it. it. Yes. Yes. Mm. We're still going to do that one day. We're going to do the Clint Howard podcast. Yeah, it's a whole podcast. Not, not an episode, people. No, no. It's a side podcast. <laughs> Clint Howard podcast. Yes. Yeah. But no, I, I enjoyed it. And I, I'll go on record. I think it was my most enjoyable Star Wars movie since Empire Strikes Back. Wow. Well, fair and, enough. And a lot of people are saying that. And I think... And like I it, said, it's like the original. If, you, if this is the closest thing you want to the original films, because The Force Awakens felt like Star Wars, because the plot was exactly the same, but with introducing new characters, where this is like, no, 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 this is going to feel like a 1970s film for you, with all the characters you know. Well, the fact that it has that feel of Empire Strikes Back kind of does make sense, because it is co-written by Lawrence Kasdan. Yes. And I think you could see that he had the ideas of what he wanted the Han Solo character to be, and he brought them back to where they were in Empire. But I'm glad I saw it on the big screen. Yeah, it was and pretty. It was just cool to watch it with my little one, because I'd kind of said to him beforehand that, you know, this is how we're going to find out how Chewie and Han got to become friends. Mm. And spoilers again, the scenes where Chewie first turns up, my little <laughs> one, yeah, his eyes just lit up and he was like, it's Chewie. So, and the, and yeah. the, more, the more they're bringing out these films, the harder it is for me to show them to my kids because I haven't shown them yet. Yeah. They are aware of Star Wars. He knows what certain characters look like and what they are. He's got a lot of things out of context and I will have to show him these movies one day and eventually my daughter as well. At what age do I start and at what order? They keep introducing films like, all right, the saga films are continuing. They're easy. I show them last. That's fine. But these sort of side stories, you know, your Rogue Ones and your Han Solo's, when do I show them? Yeah. It's getting harder and harder. Hmm. Well, my older boy has seen all of them now except for Solo and Rogue One because for some reason he would rather stay home and watch the footy on Monday afternoon than come to the movies with us. Mm -hmm. But we still haven't shown him Rogue One because we've sort of said to him, look, it is a Star Wars film, but it's very different to the Star Wars films. Mm. It's more of a war film than a happy story that Mm. you're used to. So he hasn't wanted to see that yet. So it will be interesting to see what he thinks of that. I'm not a huge fan of Rogue One. The further I get away from it, the less I'm interested to see Mm. it again. All the others I've gone 
come back and watched again once they've been released on DVD, but I haven't bothered with Rogue One. So, yeah, I don't know. But mm. as I said, I, I'm but glad I'm not I, buying them. No. I'm the guy who used to buy everything anything. on DVD as soon as it came out. And I have not touched Rogue One. I haven't bought Force Awakens. Yeah. You know, I haven't bought The Last Jedi. Probably won't buy Solo. Out of ha- I mean, I'm not buying a lot, to be honest, anyway. I'm buying out of habit the Marvel and DC films. Yeah. But that's it. Mm. I stopped buying the X Men films. Like, I was buying all the comic related films, and now, now all the movies are comic related, so I can't. Pretty much. But yeah, I'm buying out of habit. I haven't watched Justice League. I've bought it. I haven't watched Thor Ragnarok. I've bought it. You know, so they're there. Hmm. But it's just like, mm, I'll have them. Maybe one day when I get really old, I'm going to go back and look. I'm not going to put them in a machine. Yeah, 20 years from now, you'll be like, hmm, have I still got a Blu-ray player? Yes. Can I play these? Mm. Yeah. Who knows, by then we'll have little chips in our heads. You'll be able to just stick a USB in the back of your head and watch a movie that way. It'll be all wireless. What are you talking about? Oh, of course I will. It's straight into our Oculus Rifts. And speaking of that, that's one of the jokes that I always laugh at when my kids watch the Lego Star Wars movies. Because mm-hmm. there's an episode where they've got like a memory stick and they're talking about wiping C-3PO's memory because he's got this like memory from the past. Yep. And Han's like, oh, why haven't we got digital downloads yet? And <laughs> someone else makes reference to something and it's like, they're coming and he's talking about the, the Empire coming to get them. Mm. And Han's like, what, digital downloads are coming? <laughs> but that they harp on it for a little while. But okay. it is kind of true. They, all the Star Wars movies, it's always get this hard drive or go in here and pull this stick out or, you know, mm. how good is their future? But yes. All righty, well, that's the big movie of the moment and as I said I'm, I'm glad I saw it cool. but excellent we've got no other cinema to talk about so I guess that's probably a nice place for us to wrap up this month yeah let, let's everyone go go yeah. back to work or drive or whatever it is you're doing hope you had a good walk if you're listening while you're walking any shout outs I don't think we do this month no no Box Brown liked one of my tweets that's cool I saw you were trying to have, start up a conversation with him the other day he seems trying like to, a, trying to connect him with some wrestling yeah he seems like a kind of strange wrestling dude mm-hmm. he, he tweets a lot about uh, legalisation of marijuana in the state well, there you go. But after we did the Box Brown episode a couple of months ago where we talked about the new Andy Kaufman book, I tagged him in the, the post and he liked that post and now I'm following him. Yep. And he was talking about how he expected Kim Jong-il to, to throw poison in the eyes of Donald Trump at their meeting and I sort of tweeted that maybe he meant like Greek Muda style mm-hmm. and he liked my tweet, so I was happy with that. But yes, nice. that's my celebrity interaction for the moment. Cool. Now you're a bit excited wrestling-wise. Now you're excited last year when they announced a certain Okada was coming out. Yeah. Yes. The, arguably the greatest wrestler in the world at the moment. But you would have thought, if only. And then they bought out another. New Japan show bought out everyone but one. Yes. Taiatsu Naito didn't mm. come out mm. because he and was... And you were a bit disappointed about that. I was a little bit disappointed because he was in the US doing a Ring of Honor tour when the New Japan show came out here. Mm. I didn't go to the New Japan show because I thought it was a little bit too expensive. Yep. And at that stage, I was excited for the Progress versus MCW shows. Mm-hmm. And I already had my ticket for that. And I thought, well, I can't really just spending another lot of money to go to another show. Yep. I'm really glad I went to Progress. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but now MCW has announced that Naito is coming out. And speaking of wrestling, I did just watch the latest New Japan pay-per-view and the Chris Jericho-Naito match was pretty fucking awesome. Okay. Yeah, no spoilers, but a few title changes on the night. But, yeah, Naito is coming out in August. Mm-hmm. So... They haven't announced a venue yet. Okay, so they're looking to go bigger? I think they are going to go bigger. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if Naito is as much of a draw as Okada was. I don't know it enough, the industry enough. Yeah, but yeah. obviously Okada was huge. Like oh, People yeah, came definitely. from interstate for that and they filled the Thornby Theatre, which is about 700 yep. people. Yeah, I'm assuming, I would have thought to me his name wasn't as big because I don't know it as well. But you know, if that many people came for Okada, I assume you'll be able to get those at least that number again because it was a sellout. Yeah. It's just how many more? Is it mm. like it's a big jump do you go from a 
700 venue to a thousand, you're not going to hit 2,000. I no, don't think I, that I, sort I, of thing. So yeah, it's just finding venues for these sort of shows. Just finding that thousand seat venue is hard. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it really is. It is. But as, as I said to a friend of mine, we were talking on Twitter, and he's like, "Do you reckon they could do Festival Hall?" Four thousand people. Well, that, that's what I said. It was like they they didn't sell out Festival Hall for a whole New Japan tour. Yeah, I doubt that they're going to sell it out just for one person. Mm. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see when they announce what venue they're doing. And I think they, it's better you get the right venue and fill it. I think so. I, I think I'd rather would, have a sellout and have people really want to be at something and, and just make it special. Yeah. And, you know, you pack it out. Because we used to wrestle back in the day. We did it All-Star at the All-Star Cafe in Crown Casino. Which doesn't exist and anymore, it was unfortunately. A, sometimes a terrible show. Yeah. But the atmosphere and the venue the made venue it itself, feel yeah. special. Like, when you wrestled there, even me wrestling there was more special than a better match at, you know, a barn. Well, Because exactly. we've gone to shows in basketball courts, in schools. We've gone to, um, you Indoor know. cricket centres. Yeah. And it's terrible. It looks terrible. Yeah. Well, a hundred people in a massive venue is going to feel like you know a drop in the ocean compared to say two hundred people in a tiny venue. Yeah, and you, you know you've got high ceilings in a basketball court. Or the There's other way lights. around, actually. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, high high ceilings, bright lights. The ring looks tiny, yeah, and all that sort of stuff. Where you know, MCW to their credit do a great job. I haven't seen any other shows in Italy in the last few years of Aussie wrestling, but I assume everyone's getting better. Yeah, I don't think they, you know, they actually getting their own lights, so you don't have to use the house lights. So therefore, you can spotlight the ring and make it look a little, you know, more special. Yeah, I think as far as production value goes, MCW is spot on. And even with Progress, who are probably the MCW. Of England, is that what you'd say? Probably a little bit bigger. Yeah, but it, just looking at the packages they put together, because they were showing their, you know, the equivalent Titantron. Yep. You know, I remember the days when someone had PowerPoint for the first time, yeah. and you actually got your name projected on a screen as you walked out. That was big deal. That was yep. sort of like a progression, as opposed to going through a shitty spangly curtain that someone got material from Spotlight and put it on a broomstick. We've come a long way since then. And MCW just do the best. Like Mikey and his magic turd polish, he can make anything look good. Yeah, I mean, exactly. and that. And he's just, and he's been good since he was seventeen or sixteen. Yeah, you know, that's he's been doing this for a while. So he did a great job. He does a great job. But Progress had their entrance videos, you know, so and they just look so cheap in comparison. Yeah. Like versus, that's what MCW were doing eight years ago. Or were they around eight years ago? But no, pre then, it was probably, long, but yeah. what, what's the name was doing Dragonfly. Yeah. You know, that sort of stuff. That's how, and they're meant to be bigger than MCW. So the, the product is there. It's just, you know, yep. it's getting better and, and they're not trying too hard. They're getting a Carter out. They're getting Nido out. You know, they yeah. are doing the right things and slowly growing without expanding too big. Oh, what we need is bigger. No, no. Just keep doing what you're doing. And Don't I'd, expand. And they got a wrestling school starting up two minutes from my house. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I knew they were starting one up. I didn't know where it was. Yeah, just up the road. Okay. Sexy land. Ah, there you go. But I, I think the difference between what MCW do as opposed to some of these other international tours is they bring out one international or two internationals on a show and they put them against the top guy of the promotion. Yep. Whereas a lot of the other international shows are bringing, say, a half a dozen internationals and they kind of fight each other. And then the Aussie guys kind of get thrown in the undercard mm. or just used badly on the shows. Whereas MCW have had Will Ospreay out three times <laughs> already and he's now coming back in July. They've got former WWE. Women's wrestler Emma, mm-hmm. who was Tennille Dashwood, she started there. Started in MCW, yep. or started here in Australia with yes. a lot of promotions. Yep. 
but made a name for herself in MCW yeah. before going across to That's WWE. Sure, huh? And yeah, coming back. Chavo's been out here. We've had a lot of the Progress guys, when they were starting out, came here to Australia. Mm-hmm. But they have then gone to WWE and been on the UK tournament and regular features on NXT. And that was like, we, we talked about how they did the Progress show last month, but I'm not sure how in-depth we talked on the episode. But we got to see Pete Dunne, who is the current UK champion, wrestle here in Australia. And he came out here with his WWE title belt mm-hmm. on a non-WWE TV show sort of thing. Yep. And, you know, the caliber of these people that are coming out, it's a really good endorsement for how good local wrestling is at the moment. So, yeah. Yep. So, yes. So, they haven't announced the venue yet. The tickets haven't gone on sale yet, but the 18th of August, we've got Jonah Rock versus Naito, and I shall be very excited for that. I have got my tickets for MCW 99, which is coming up in July. The Return of Emma. The Return of Emma and oh. Return of Will Ospreay. Is it so, Emma or is it Tenille? Tenille, they're saying. Tenille, yeah, Because yeah. people know her as Tenille here in Australia, mm. so they don't need to say, oh, it's Emma. Mm. And she's doing alright for herself since she's left WWE. She's had Hasn't a few... not working. No, she's been on Ring of Honor. If you follow her Twitter, she's always gallivanting around the, the world, staying in ritzy hotels in New York. Mm, so being photographed in beautiful places exactly mm. good honor all right well that's a nice place for us to wrap up this month again if you have any feedback for us you can jump on our twitter we are the ma podcast on twitter we are the mapodcast.podbean.com for our website you can follow us individually on twitter i'm trash 71 and you are blockbuster, blockbuster J. J. I still don't know how you came up with that i come up with some strange names mr dever <laughs> yes you do and until next time we will be back with another little mini in a couple of weeks and we will see you for another proper episode next month cool all righty thank you mitch no and worries. good night see you